And welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Ryan Ferran here. It is the School PR Podcast. We are talking social media. Hi, this is Rob Wiltsey, founder of Schoolshine. We make custom professional quality videos for school districts. We want to make sure your district has the very best video content possible and the best content strategy so you can get the most out of your videos. So check out some samples at schoolshine.org and schedule a call with us today to learn how you can take your videos to the next level. That's schoolshine.org. Do you wish that creating and sending email newsletters took less time and effort? Would you like more parents to tune in and read your district's newsletter? If so, try MarketVolt, the email newsletter platform tailored for districts like yours. With MarketVolt, it's simple to create newsletters that parents will read. MarketVolt automatically customizes your newsletter to match each parent's interest. With MarketVolt, you can create better newsletters with less headache and less hassle. Visit betterk12newsletter.com to learn what MarketVolt can do for you. That's betterk12newsletter.com, powered by MarketVolt. Hey there, PR experts. Blackboard here. School PR is about telling the story of your students, your teachers, and your school community. From websites and mass notifications to mobile presence and classroom engagement, Blackboard has the tools that you need. And whether you're a one-person shop or part of a bigger communication team, we can help you reach more people more effectively in less time. Thank you for all the work you do in improving education and helping students succeed. And thanks for letting us be a part of it. Now, back to the podcast. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, teachers, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help educators help our kids. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Blackboard, School Shine, and Market Bolt. Here's your host, Ryan Ferran. Growing and expanding your reach on social media, having an impact, great strategies, techniques to grow your social media platforms, how to get better and more engagement, increase your followers, and some simple tips, tricks, and techniques to do so. I was talking to Andrea Gribble today on her podcast. That's tip number one for social media. Go listen to her podcast. It's all about social media, and it is called Mastering Social Media. She's had some great guests on. My podcast drops with her on June 15th, so this podcast will come out before that, but that is a great way to learn more tips and tricks, techniques for social media. Listen to that podcast. She dives in with some fantastic guests from all over the country, so check that out. So I was talking to Andrea today and we were talking social media and some other things. And of course, when you get done, you're like, oh, I forgot about this strategy, that technique. So I took my notes and added a few things to it and thought I would do another social media podcast. I've done one before. Uh, I think it's a while back about four effective strategies to increase your social media and some of those techniques. So we're going to talk social media. That's a big thing. We're all on social media. It's where all of our parents, our communities are, whether you're a school district, small business, local politician, we know we have to be on social media, but how do we get the most out of our time? How do we get engagement, grow our following, and all of those things are so important. If you have a social media page, but nobody's there, you have hollow followers, 
It's not doing anybody any good. So that's what we're diving into today. And congratulations to you because you're doing one of the things you should be doing, researching best strategies, techniques. Uh, I'm a, I like to experiment and try things on my own, but I also go out, research, listen to podcasts, read articles, and really kind of dig into the data and science about social media. So congrats to all of you. You're listening to a podcast about social media, and this will help you. At least that is, <laughs> that's my hope. This will help you. One of the first things I tell, especially at conferences and stuff for school districts is, look, use your one of your most powerful resources that you have for you, one of your platforms to get people to another one of your platforms, your email system, whatever it is, you have such a powerhouse of a communications tool that we utilize, can utilize, but a lot of times we only utilize our email and phone blast system when things are wrong, when there's a lockdown, when there's a crisis, when we're getting out COVID-19 messages. You can utilize your email blast system for good, positive stories and good things. One of the things I do when sending out positive news and not necessarily a negative thing is I tell at least once a year, email blast all of our parents and tell them we are on social media, and here's why you should follow us on social media. One of the things I point out in addition to learning more about our schools, our districts, our programs, is we will absolutely use social media during a crisis. Our email may be down. Your email may be down. Social media is usually very reliable. You're probably going to check your social media before you check your email anyway. You may go to your spam mail. You may have unsubscribed to us. Whether you like our page now, remember this email in a crisis that if you're not having information, check our Facebook, check our Twitter, something's going to be there. That will get you more followers guaranteed. Now, you're not going to get a one-to-one -one ratio back for every email you send out. It'll be a small percentage. But if you do that repeatedly and give them reasons and especially tell them you're not hyping it up because you do do it, you will do it. When there's an emergency, we will be posting on our social media pages. Send that email blast once a year to your community to let them know, A, that you have pages, B, the links to them, and make it one, maybe two paragraphs at the most. Don't, I mean, I'll add our social media links and pages into other emails we do for more information, for further posts about this. You can check it out. But this is just an email about your social media. That's it. Once a year. Sometimes I'll do it different years just to our newer parents too and engage them to make sure they know you're new to the district. Here's kind of how we operate. Here's where you should be checking. We have these social media platforms. We utilize them, especially in crisis. So that's step one, letting your folks know through email blast, even phone blast if you want, that you're on social media, how to do it, when you'll be using it. A couple of other things that I want to get into, um, we use student interns a lot to, I have a whole digital communications internship program, DCI. I've done sessions at conferences, talked about it. There's podcasts on here about it. So I'm not going to go dive too deep into the internship program, but it's one of my favorite things I do. And, you know, if you would ask me <laughs> when I first got to Arcadia or another school district, when I first started at Lucia Mar, uh, when I was launching our social media, if I would let 
student interns or students run our social media, I would have said, you are crazy. There's no way. I'm very particular about our brand, what we put out there and our reputation. But having worked with students directly, teaching them how to properly use social media, how to write captions, all that before I unleash and let them manage some of these accounts, that's key. But I see that they, they are very trustworthy. They're very smart. They're good writers and they understand it. I think a lot of businesses, politicians, pages make the mistake of, oh, just hire a young kid. They know social media. That's not a great technique. I drive a car. I shouldn't be designing a car. It doesn't make sense, but you hear and see that all the time. But if you take the time to teach them some of the reasoning behind it, the strategies, the techniques, and your philosophy as a school district, you're much safer. And for my interns, you can't go for a management position until you've been in the program for at least a semester or so. There's vetting already done. There's a process, and now it goes through. Today, I just named two students, both uh, underclassmen, as Twitter managers for our Twitter page. We have over 3,000 followers on there. It's a big deal, but I trust them. I know them, and I know they're going to do a great job. When I first unleashed to my students, I would, you know, okay, if you're going to post something, send me the caption, send me the photo. Then you get to a while, especially with our Facebook page, trust them, go ahead and post it yourself. If they make a mistake, grammar, whatever it is, you can edit it. Not a huge deal. It's a teaching moment, it's a learning experience for the kids. So I utilize interns as well. If you don't have interns, maybe have recruit some staff, somebody else in the office that can do it. Trust them, teach them, and get more people helping you. Because another one of the things I'm going to talk about is social media and growing your audience and expanding it. There's science and data and there's techniques that I'm going to go over and give you and that you've researched and that you're utilizing. But one thing that you can't really avoid is it is hard work. It, it takes time. You need to spend time. I've spent a lot of nights, you know, when the football game's done or this event's done, getting it up soon as possible. I'm searching Twitter at night. I'm looking for things that we can take from our teachers and staff on Twitter, put on our Facebook page. That takes time. It's hard work. So one of the things is not really a secret, but you know, it takes hours and it takes time to do it. Um, so that's one of the things as well as you need to invest time in it. I talked to some people they're like, ah, my Twitter's not growing. You know, how do I do that? Give me some tips and I'll give them tips and strategies then they'll say, yeah, I don't really spend much time on it. Well, you need to spend time. You need to know the strategies, but also spend time implementing them and taking time to curate posts, find things to, that are relevant for your audience. So those are a couple of things right away. We also enable our staff. We support them. We train them. We don't block Facebook. We don't block Twitter. We have a, what we call a new educator academy every year. Our new teachers, our new staff, they come in, they do several days of training, workshops, etc. Past few years, what we implemented is I do a Twitter training with them every year. So I train them on Twitter. I show them all of our social media pages, how to use it. We do a tweet chat. So that is now in our system, in our processes. So every year I know I'm on deck, the New Educator Academy. I'm going to lead a session. We're going to talk about Twitter, get them signed up. And so that is now ingrained in our system. When I first got here, I did a lot of trainings with staff and, you know, principal groups, our board of education. Um, I go to different PTAs and do that. Now a lot of our staff teachers are on there. We actually, I'm proud to say on Twitter, 
we have every superintendent, every principal, every assistant principal, I think pretty much every director and over 300 teachers and staff on Twitter every day. So you can imagine that even if we're not posting anything on Twitter and maybe just some of my interns are retweeting things, we have a great feed of positivity, information, what's happening in the classroom throughout the district. It's fantastic. We have our custodians on there, nutrition services on there, our maintenance department. And it's just amazing. And so us as a district, we tell them, look, you may only have five followers when you start six, seven followers, but tag us in it. We're going to add you to our staff list as well. And your tweet, even though you have seven followers, we're going to retweet it to our nearly 4,000 followers. So it is a big deal. It's just us using it within a system to properly use it. So we always support our teachers and staff, and then we retweet the heck out of them so that, you know, it encourages them and we want our people to see, you know, who's following us, what everyone else is doing. So those are some of the techniques as well. What could stunning professional quality videos do for your school district's PR and communications? Find out how School Shine's professional video team can partner with your district at schoolshine.org. This podcast is also brought to you by MarketVolt Email Newsletter Solutions, providing industry-leading email newsletter solutions that better connect over 800,000 parents, staff, and community members with their school districts. Learn more about MarketVolt at betterk12newsletter.com. Blackboard believes in the power of good communication in helping students succeed and is a proud sponsor of School PR with Ryan Ferran. Blackboard, education's partner in change. Now, back to the podcast. Scenic things in your community. I've talked about this in my previous podcast, but those always do so well. You want to find things that are universal and relatable to everyone. So I remember when I was first starting our social media in Arcadia, desperate for followers, doing all this work. One of my techniques to get followers and engagement was I'm going to start posting Dodger playoff scores. We have a ton of Dodger fans in our school district. Everyone's Dodger blue. A lot of the schools will have Dodger day when it's a big playoff game. Everyone wears their Dodger gear. Have a couple Angels fan there. They wear their stuff. They're talking trash. It's, It's a good old time, right? Sports brings people together. So I would post playoff updates. It's 10 o'clock at night. Dodgers just beat the Cubs or whoever it is, 8-7 in extras. I post that on our Facebook page. This just in, Dodgers beat the Cubs in extra innings. Oh my goodness, did you see the game? And people like it. It's relative. It has nothing really to do with the school district, but it's universal. It's relatable to my audience in Southern California. So I would post that. UCLA has a big game. USC has a big game or they're playing each other huge opportunity on social media. Some of our schools also have college day. And when the two football teams play each other, that's a big rivalry weekend everyone's talking about. So we'll post a picture of a principal in UCLA, one in another USC. And does it have anything to do with school? Not too much, but it brings our community together. So we did things like that all the time. We'll still do it in big playoff things. Um, So I was always looking for things that are relatable. I remember telling my interns, when you meet a stranger, you're at a bus stop, you're in class, you don't know somebody, what are some of the things you talk about? What are conversation starters? And we went over some ideas and 
one of the things we all have in common besides sports, so you can be at a bus stop and be like, hey, did you see the Dodger game last night? Is what? The weather. So the weather is, why does everyone talk about it? Because we all deal with it, we all know it, and we relate to it. So we'll even post things when it's raining in Southern California, which is rare, or if we get hail. So if we have a big winter storm and it's raining, we'll I'll post, I'll take 30 seconds of rain video and put it on our Facebook page say, this is what it was like at Arcadia at noon. If it's hailing, I put that on there too. I remember we were at a football game, it was hailing. My car is black, so you can really see the hail on the hood. Posted a picture of that. Did you see the hail in Arcadia? This came through about nine o'clock. The engagement on that is through the roof. It may be not something you typically think about, but those weather things, uh, there's lightning in the area. Those are all relatable to everyone in your school district. It's not just about one school, everyone, it's universal. So those weather posts, those do very well, grows your audience, and it's a good conversation piece for your community. That is a good technique. Also, scenic things, sunsets in, in your community, historic landmarks. If you're at the park and there's a big, you know, <clears throat> uh, big display or, or uh, something for the veterans, that is also very relatable. Here's another one that you could just beg, borrow, and steal right off the bat. It's I had this idea a couple months ago in COVID-19 quarantine. Um <laughs> So I, I love animals. I don't have a dog, but I want a dog bad. And now that, you know, working remotely from home, perfect time to get a dog, right? The time to train them. Beautiful. Problem is I had that idea and thousands and thousands of other people in my area and across the country had the idea. The shelters are empty. Great for the dogs, not good for me. Well, finally going to pull the trigger on getting a, a cute, adorable puppy. I want a poodle mix. If you have any connections, let me know. So couldn't get my dog when I'm, you know, I'm on all these shelter sites. I call, yeah, that dog's got like 19 people on the wait list. Okay. Why is he on the website? That's another podcast for another day. So that's one thing that you see on social media. If I had a dog, you would see my Facebook page loaded with doggy pictures uh, nonstop. I would be that annoying pet owner. But I realized that's another universal thing that we all love. We all love our pets, right? So I did this post on our Facebook page. Now that we're at home, our furry friends are getting a lot of attention. Uh, we know we love our pets. This isn't the exact wording. I'm paraphrasing here. It was short and sweet. In the comments below, post a picture of your furry friend. Never had more comments on a single post in our life. Close to 200 comments. And what was so cool is not only the engagement and to see all the comments, and the comments are a huge trigger for the Facebook algorithm, as you know, but the conversations being had with staff, seeing each other's pets. Oh my God, I didn't know you had a dog. Oh, you have three cats. I got two cats. And it was just so cool. And there was even some comments about how this was the best thread ever because you can go through, see everyone's adorable pictures. Some, some would post their kids with their pets, themselves with their pets, or just their pets. And it's just like such a feel-good thing. And this was right a week or two after school closures. Everyone was bummed. Like it, it was just a terrible time. So the positivity it gave people for even just 15 minutes scrolling through the feed, they got to post their adorable pet picture. So we did hashtag was 
pets of AUSD. And then people would post it on Twitter too. So we didn't really, I don't even know if I put it on Twitter, but people were starting to put it on Twitter too. Maybe I did. And so it just took off. It was so good. Now I'm thinking when I was talking to Andrea today, she had a good idea to take a selfie with your pet, which would probably do even better because you got the person and the pet in there. I think I'm going to have one of my interns take all those photos of the pets, make a little video out of that too, kind of reuse and, uh, regurgitate some of that great content because it was just did so well. So take that idea, pets of your district and uh, did really well. Another thing we do is curate from Twitter. I kind of mentioned that earlier, but we have so many people on Twitter. So I'll go through and I'll take one or two posts when I think of it each day or a couple times a week and put it on our Facebook page. Today I did that with, we just served 50,000 meals, nutrition services, and it was our nutrition services director, Kathleen. She put it on there, made a nice little image too. It says 50,000 picture of the food. So boom, I took that, took the picture, downloaded it real quick. I know exactly what it is. Put a little caption, congratulating nutrition services, thanking them and all the volunteers and boom. So easy content, curated it. I didn't need to go out to the meal service. I was working all day, but just grab that from Twitter and put it on there. Another thing I've been trying lately actually is taking the links from the Twitter post and putting that directly on our Facebook page too. So I'll take the copy link to tweet, put that on the clipboard for my phone or whatever, go to a Facebook page and post that. And so you don't get all the context, but you get the thumbnail, the picture. I'll put a little sentence or two description of it. Oh, check this out. It's so adorable. Sometimes it's a link to a tweet with a video from a student or something or a picture, whatever it is. So my thought on that is just let me experiment, see how that does instead of just taking and copying, pasting the text from the tweet and the photo. And so it's doing pretty well actually. But the other thing is to let parents know that we have these Twitter pages promoting the staff Twitter pages that have these tweets. So I've been trying it. It's been, been doing pretty well, not, earth shattering, but it's also very easy and quick. So I can take the link, write one sentence. And if you want to see more, um, you get a preview of the thumbnail, then you can go right to the tweet and check out the whole thing yourself. So easy way. So curating from your own Twitter, uh, from your staff feeds to your Facebook and your Instagram, a great technique, technique as well. Another thing we like to do is be a source of reliable and timely news with everything we do. So with our own events that we cover, myself, the interns, I always tell them nine o'clock deadline. We want to be as timely as and relevant as possible. We're not waiting to the next day to post the big score from the football game, big game or not tennis, volleyball, whatever it is, basketball. We want to post it tonight and we're not waiting till tomorrow. So your job is not done when you're done taking photos, writing your story. It's done after all that. And it's posted on social media. We also tell them, Post as soon as you get to the game or event too. So tweet something right away and I can take that and put it on our Facebook page. So when you get to an event, you don't need to wait till it's over to post something. Post right away. Post during it. You can do live score updates, live video during it. Make it timely and relevant so people know that if there is a big game, they can go to your social media and you're likely going to have information about it if parents want it local newspaper reporters want it. So, and that's the hard work part of it. Like you gotta be on it, willing to put in the time, but it pays off big time because now you're a reliable source of information. 
So we try to get things posted as quick as possible, make that a routine. I have a news background, so and a TV news, so it's like, you know, if you wait till the next day, that's called a newspaper. That's old news because I could have got it through social media on the local news broadcast that night. I want it today, now, and I want it timely because other people are going to do that. So we made a habit of that, a practice of that. As soon as possible, we post and people now come to us. If there's a game, an event, or something happening, they can rely on us to get that information much sooner than later. Another technique we use, which I think is just great information and a great resource for our community, is if there's breaking news in our community, there's big news. There's a car crash. There's a missing student. There's a robbery and the police are looking for suspects. We'll post a news article. We'll share the police department's press release and say, hey, if you're in this area, heads up, this is going on. There's a car crash over here. This is happening over there. We just want to let you know, be careful. People appreciate that so much, so you're doing them a service, and it provides community conversations. It gets engagements. That's a big thing that's happening in your community, in your area, and that really takes off on social media. So it doesn't have to be necessarily about your schools or your district, but in your community impacts directly those people following your social media pages. So I'll take links from local news. I'll take things um, that I see in the news on other Twitters and post them on our on our Twitter and our social media, our Facebook, our Instagram, and let people know this is happening in our community. It's a big deal. Just wanted to give you a heads up. And boy, people really do appreciate that because it's a nice resource for them as well. So that's what we do. We, we try to be that reliable source and I kind of run it almost like a, you know, a news station getting out timely information. The other thing that probably doesn't apply too much to school districts, but you want to do more gives than asks. And that's what we just talked about with providing news and breaking news in, in your community. That That's a give. You're giving information. Probably, again, less for us in schools, but businesses, politicians, they make the mistake of the give to ask ratio not being properly aligned. So the give to ask is a marketing kind of strategy where exactly what it sounds like, your give to ask ratio should be much higher. Your give should be much higher than your ask. So four or five to one gives to an ask. So a give is I'm giving you information. Here's a resource. I'm not asking for anything in return. The ask is please come to our board meeting please buy my product, please vote for me, please check out this coupon, please share our post. That gets real old real fast. So some people just create a social media, think, oh, I'm just gonna ask these people, yeah, come to my restaurant, come to my shop, and that's it. People stop following that because you're just asking of them and you're not giving them anything. When you give way more than you ask, you'll have way more people following you, engaging with you when you do eventually have that ask. Hopefully that makes sense. Give to ask ratio, way more gives than ask, and you'll be very successful. Talked about curating from Twitter. We talked about the pets of AUSD, the scenic photos, being a source of news in your community. I'm clearly just reading over my notes to make sure I didn't forget anything like I did today on the podcast with Andrea. Um, oh, the other thing on Twitter 
look. And I was talking to somebody from a consulting company today asking me about Twitter. They got recommended to me, which is a nice compliment. And um, one of the things with Twitter, the more engagement you do, the more engagement you get back. So you need to, I, I see sometimes accounts, unless you're Kim Kardashian, Justin Bieber, Oprah, you need to follow people back. You can not follow people. So if you want followers, the number one thing to do is follow people. So that's where the engagement takes place. You need to reach out to people, follow them. And probably the step prior to that is making sure your profile, and most of you probably know this listening to this podcast and you're pretty savvy, your profile needs to have obviously a photo and all that, but your interest and who you are so people follow you. Because once they do click on you, if that's not there or it's kind of vague, I'm probably not going to follow you. But if I see your interest, you love education, you love podcast, you're an advocate for students, you're, you know... Uh, administrator, you are in these tweet chats, you love tennis and running, I'm going to follow you because I have a similar interest. If I see nothing, eh, I'm probably not going to follow you even though you follow me. So you need to engage with people to get followers and engagement back, especially on Twitter. You can't be one of those hollow accounts. And then connect with your community resources, those um, organizations, your police, your fire, local hospitals on Twitter. Retweet their stuff. Do them a favor and maybe they'll do you a favor. Mention those organizations when you tweet and tag. Thank them when they donate to your school district and to your schools. Connect with your PTAs. Don't do it in isolation. People will pay the favor back to you if you support them. And you'll see, like, people are, they want to get on our social media. They know it. we have a big following. They know it's powerful. They know we have a lot on it. So once you build that up and you're willing to share and you know, interact with people and engage with them, you're going to get a lot more back on your end as well. So yeah, we talked about uh, sharing things in your community. Like we had flyovers for the uh, healthcare workers recently. Actually, that was an opportunity I missed. I should have posted some, some of our staff photos and the like from Twitter and what they posted and then asked people to share their things. That's another thing you can do. Um, we did some posts actually helping our local hospital. They needed PPE bad. So we did a bunch of posts for that, did a bunch of media relations too, actually it was great, but be a community resource for not just your school or your school district, but if you can help, um, in your community, especially right now during COVID, the PPE thing for us was, you know, we weren't doing it for likes or followers. Do not get me wrong at all. Um, but it just felt good that you have a platform with followers and you can make a difference and people, you know, appreciate that. And it's just a, a good way to go about business. All right. And last thing I think, oh yeah, Andrew and I were talking today about our, our, our Instagram got, we have almost 5,000 followers on Instagram and just a great following. And we actually got recognized a couple of years ago by Buzzfeed as one of the top education Instagram accounts like in the world, Brown University and all these international schools and some of the top. And it was just amazing. Didn't know BuzzFeed did that, but it was kind of seemed like a prestigious award. I don't know. I gave most of the credit and I give most of the credit to our students though, because they run some of those pages and they take what is on our Facebook page and put directly to our Instagram. So even that's kind of a, a nice way to phase in student workers or maybe other staff like, okay, you run the Instagram. All you need to do is take the photo from our Facebook and the caption, copy and paste it and put it on there. 
And then if you're at an event, you're at a game, a concert, go ahead and do some Instagram live. Go ahead and, you know, engage, take a photo and put it directly on there. You're a manager. Go ahead and do it. So utilizing staff, students, it's a great way to do it. A lot of people enjoy doing social media. They like seeing the likes, the reactions, and being able to have a voice too. So utilize the people around you, student, staff. It is fantastic. All right. I think that's it. I'm going to probably end this and I'll go back and say, shoot, I forgot to mention this, but I hope that helps. Social media, there's a lot of tricks, tips, and techniques. I hope you got some out of there, but it is a lot of hard work. You got to spend a lot of time curating, researching. Congratulations to you guys. You made it this far. Hopefully you got something out of this that you can use, utilize. The pets of your district is going to take off like gangbusters. Oh, another thing I joked about today was uh, kindergarten students. I was doing a media relations session at a conference. I've done it a couple of times. We got all these media clips from, I love media relations too. And one of the common themes was I look and go, yeah, one of the things you should do is use kindergarten students. They're just so adorable. Everyone loves them. Uh, So that's another universal thing is the young students, elementary kids, those first day school photos and all that. Uh, Those are another podcast I won't get into, but any of those universal things that everyone can relate to, think a little bit outside of the box, take a risk. Um, If it doesn't work, not a huge deal and uh, experiment a little bit. Social media is part art, part science. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is the School PR Podcast. We have three special podcasts. If you haven't listened to them yet, they're doing very popular on the coronavirus, coronavirus communications for schools. I would check those out. Also have recent podcasts with Pat Hahn talking about e-newsletters. What are some of the best techniques when you're sending out email blasts and e-newsletters? Chris Prince from Blackboard. We talked about distance learning and some of the struggles and some of the platforms available. That was a great podcast. Superintendent Joe Sanfilippo from Fall Creek, Wisconsin. This guy is awesome. He is talking about social media. This guy is a master of social media. Put himself on the map. He's an author. He's all over LinkedIn, Twitter. He has these one-minute walk to works. That's episode 43, hour-long conversation with him. I could have went three hours. He's amazing. Uh, I had Kendra Britt on episode 40. My Kobe Bryant story, episode 39. Met and interviewed Kobe Bryant. By the way, I may do a podcast on when I met Michael Jordan. Been watching The Last Dance and amazing. All 10 episodes, just intrigued, DVR'd it, going to watch it again, but I actually had the opportunity to meet Michael Jordan, shake his hand. He actually, when I was in college, this was a long time ago, served me a beer. Do you want to hear the rest of that story, how that happened? Let me know and I'll do it if you do. And I may have my college roommate, who was a huge part in that story, come on and help tell that story. It was fascinating. Once in a lifetime, lucky as can be that that happened. And if you want to hear about that, let me know. Thank you so much. Keep advocating. Coronavirus has us all busy. Keep advocating, telling those public Uh, those great stories of public education, helping our students, staff, and communities, connecting them. Information has never been more important. It's the lifeline to our students now with our schools out and our parents and our teachers and staff. Communications and information has never been more important. You guys are doing a great job. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time on the School PR Podcast. You guys are awesome. Keep on rocking on.
Hi, this is Rob Wiltsey, founder of Schoolshine. We make custom professional quality videos for school districts. We want to make sure your district has the very best video content possible and the best content strategy so you can get the most out of your videos. So check out some samples at schoolshine.org and schedule a call with us today to learn how you can take your videos to the next level. That's schoolshine.org. Do you wish that creating and sending email newsletters took less time and effort? Would you like more parents to tune in and read your district's newsletter? If so, try MarketVolt, the email newsletter platform tailored for districts like yours. With MarketVolt, it's simple to create newsletters that parents will read. MarketVolt automatically customizes your newsletter to match each parent's interest. With MarketVolt, you can create better newsletters with less headache and less hassle. Visit betterk12newsletter.com to learn what MarketVolt can do for you. That's betterk12newsletter.com, powered by MarketVolt. Hey there, PR experts. Blackboard here. School PR is about telling the story of your students, your teachers, and your school community. From websites and mass notifications to mobile presence and classroom engagement, Blackboard has the tools that you need. And whether you're a one-person shop or part of a bigger communication team, we can help you reach more people more effectively in less time. Thank you for all the work you do in improving education and helping students succeed. And thanks for letting us be a part of it.